Hey everybody, what's up? It's the Pinstripe Pals. Welcome to episode number 16 of the podcast. We got Mikey back in the building. Chris, Ian, we're all here to recap the first week of the 2022 regular season. Boys, hell what do you yeah. think so far? Wait, what the hell is happening? Is that a replay in the background? Oh, yeah, it's a replay. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, saw someone, I saw someone running towards me. Hey, hey, it's I was just, like, it's just a replay. I was like, oh, God. But, yeah, what do you guys think about the first week of the season thus far? Yankees are 4-3, first place this. in the East. I will say this. It's been very entertaining. Although a lot of the games haven't like gone the way I wanted them to for the Yankees, I feel like it's been very entertaining baseball regardless. Yeah, I definitely feel like we've had some ups and downs to start the year. Definitely some downs. Definitely. <laughs> definitely more downs than ups. But I, I think it's going to be a very exciting year if we stay healthy. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing over this first week was – how good the pitching staff has really been. Usually you see a lot of times, you know, especially with a shortened spring like this, you would think that, you know, with arms not being, uh, you know, lengthened out and, you know, ready to go far, that, you know, offensive would be be able to put up a lot of runs. You know, the Yankees already have uh, two shutouts this year, you know, between, uh, between Toronto. Um, you know, besides, you know, Garrett Cole, who, you know, hasn't been the Garrett Cole that we know a lot. Um, the rest of the staff has looked pretty well. You know, Severino had a really great game last night. Nestor Cortez had a really great, great game in that Toronto series. So, yeah, we're still paying Cole 300 fucking million. But, uh, fellas, what right. would you say? Uh, who, who would you say is uh, your most – most looking forward to watch pitcher in 2022 Severino because if he Definitely if he Seve. if he can stay healthy and pitch the way he did last night all season he's looking like number 2 in the rotation like easy like he's looking that way for a long time maybe even number 1 when we finally end up stop paying our quote unquote ace yeah, no, definitely. Mikey, you, you, you said you agreed with Chris, with Seve? 100%. Seve just has that electric look to start the year. And the more that he works himself back into shape after taking all that time off, he'll just become more and more dominant. Yeah, he definitely... So I think he's definitely going to be our future for sure. Yeah, he definitely he definitely looked like he was back to that 2018 Seve that we remember, who was fighting for the Cy Young, and you know brought the Yankees to, you know, a wild card spot. You know, brought them to you know a really good season. You know that year. Um, I, my my pick is a little different. You know he he saved our ass last night. He's earned a spot anywhere and. You know that's Michael King. That's that's the guy. Put it. Put well, it, it looks like Chapman. It looks like Chapman struck out Mullins because he deserves that. Yep, it's very concerning though. Not to cut you off, Ian. Chapman is only throwing ninety-five miles an hour. 
He's not even touching 98. It's all right, though. He got strikeout, so we're, we're living. We're living. We're living. He just threw a 93-mile-an-hour fastball down He might middle. be all right, though. Jesus uh, Christ. He's 0 for 5 today, so I don't, I don't think that's changing. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's nah, go. Let's go back to talking about my boy King. Yeah, so, I mean, we saw it yesterday. We've seen it in the past. King comes into these crazy situations. And, you know, he always looks good. He doesn't, he doesn't overpower you. You know, he doesn't throw 98, 99, but he just has pure command. He has pure stuff and he really knows how to control his pitches. He went out there yesterday. He threw three strikes to Springer. He got him to strike out on three pitches. You know, and then he obviously, you know, threw two pitches to Bo. That double play, obviously huge to end the game, but it's not the last that we're going to see of Michael King in big situations. Not that he's going to be a closer. I think he's more that long reliever type. But if there are those days where Chapman struggles and there's going to be days where the wise struggles and that the bullpen struggles. There's going to be plenty of days where Chapman struggles. Michael, Yeah, Michael <laughs> King is going to be the guy who is always going to be there to, you know, get out of jams and, you know, really hold this team on his back some games. I don't think he'll ever see a starter role unless someone goes down and we really need him to step up into that. But he's a perfect piece for this bullpen, someone that, you know, the Yankees are going to be able to use all season long in different spots. And I think, you know, at the end of this year, he's going to be a big reason why this team goes as far as they do or doesn't go as far as they do. And he's going to be a big X factor. As we're still watching, Chapman is a uh, – He Chapman's just touched 99. <laughs> wow. He must have heard me talking shit through the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, you know, let's, let's break down Sevy's start since you guys broke, brought him up. What – what would you say was the biggest right that he had? I mean, he looked so confident on the mound, which was huge for only his second start back. I think you hit it right on the head there. His confidence showed. He was touching 98-99 with his fastball. His changeup was ridiculous. He looked like he had the hitters dancing. Like, they didn't know what to expect, and that's the Sevy that we need if we're going to be successful this year. Yeah, Chris, yeah. What, would, what would you say yeah. was uh, the best part of Sevy yesterday? Just his attitude on the mound. Like, he came in there, he was starting to throw well, and he didn't let it get to him, like fucking our other pitcher we pay a lot of money to. Oh, and... fuck. Full count, boys. <laughs> oh, damn it. And, you know, he, he just didn't let the noise get to him. Uh, he was pitching really well. Uh, you saw it when he got that last out. I think it was the fifth inning. He was fucking amped. Like, you, you could see, like, you know that he was that he was hyped. And I, I think his attitude going in there fueled it even more. That he was he he wants to be twenty eighteen Sevy again. You're not you already know. You if he stays healthy, he's gonna be. I can tell. Yeah, I mean his his location was on point. You know he really had that extra life on the fastball that you know 
struck Vladimir Guerrero out three times, you know, and, you know, it's not like Seve was striking out the whole team. He struck out six batters and, you know, three of those times it was Vladdy. So, you know, for a guy who came off of a game that was, you know, four for four, three homers, and then, you know, for Seve to be able to come out there and, you know, shut him down, that was a big, you know, key to that game. And then, you know, overall, Seve just had his stuff going. And, you know, once he left the game, the bullpen was absolutely unbelievable outside of a role as Chapman. Um, <laughs> but I think you know, the, game. the biggest thing that we could look into this series is uh, the offense is still very uh, sporadic. <laughs> We're we're not seeing we're not seeing a ton of runs scored. We're not seeing a ton of uh like cashing in on those opportunities when we have runners on base. So that's something that you know this team definitely needs to work on. Is uh, fucking bitch. He walked over the run. Oh my god. Sorry, boys. There we yep. go. There we go. Yankee, the Yankees go. fucking suck. There we go. We got it. Why would he throw? Why? Why? Downfall of the New York Yankees right here. We just lost yeah. to Baltimore on extra innings. On a walk oh, On a walk. Oh, on a fucking walk. Oh, it wasn't even a bad pitch. Oh, that pitch was terrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> that pitch was terrible. Nah, good. I mean, honestly, like it was decent framework by Trevino. He's Trevino's pissed. So is Boone. I mean, yeah. Look at look the, at Boone go in the background here. The ump did sell on that fastball. The ump definitely sold on the one-two fastball. <laughs> Aaron Boone got ejected, and the game is over. Oh, that was a strike, though. Holy shit. High strike. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad call. Wow. It's a bad call. And honestly, the umps haven't had a good season at all. <laughs> They've had a really bad start in the first week of the season. They've missed a, they missed a lot of calls. So They're taking it from Hernandez's probably. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the replay here. It's It's tough, man. It's like. That's a borderline pitch for Chapman, and it's like it, it could have gone either way. It's not the way that you want to lose a game, though. You know, especially Definitely on a, not. especially to Baltimore. That's it's not a good. That's not a good loss. We should fucking have swept Baltimore. Like we should have won these three games in one game. Yep. <sighs> Honestly, what what you could say about this is you know the off the offense shouldn't have scored one run. Baltimore's it's all Josh pitching. Donaldson's fault. Let's just say Baltimore's <laughs> pitching's not there. Boone's still going. By the way, if you guys don't see this in the background, Boone is still like livid. All right, oh, yeah. they, cut. <laughs> they cut out the commercial. So someone's <laughs> riding. All right, let's get back to it though. Um, yeah, screw it. Let's let's talk about this game for a minute. It just ended, and the the bats, the Yankee bats again were lifeless. And, Shocking, you know, we've right? Seen, we've seen that in now a solid amount of games. You know, the Yankees are four and four. And, you know, besides, you know, besides really the game that, you know, uh, me and Chris went to on Wednesday against the Blue Jays, the other three losses, the Yankees were lifeless. You know, shut out once, 
you know, about the Blue Jays. They lost the game four to three to the Red Sox. You know, um, and then they lost, you know, today to Baltimore. And, you know, they only put up one run. Pitching was great. Pitching really did their thing. Chapman, obviously, you know, just really doesn't have it. Four walks to the last, you know, four batters that he's faced. So that's really, really bad. Um, yeah, fly Chapman to the sun. Yeah, Chapman. <laughs> Chapman's scaring me a little bit. And honestly, the, the longer this goes on, it's only two games. But it's now two games where Chapman hasn't had his stuff. Chapman got to get deported back to Cuba. Wait, 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 wait. Chapman had stuff like this. Yeah, Chap- Chapman <laughs> hey, used to be great. 102. Chapman used to, Chapman used to be the most coveted closer in the league. Like every team wanted him. Yeah, now, dude, there's a very big key word into that being used to. Right, <laughs> and. You know, Lawizaga is coming for that spot. You know, there, there's a lot of options that the Yankees could use as a closer. Uh, and I think, you know, Chapman's on a very short leash, leash now. You know, that last game in Toronto was bad. This game is obviously bad, you know. You know I, don't, I don't even think Chapman doesn't even get tagged with the loss here, which is the worst part. It goes on Clark Schmidt because that runner was on base when Schmidt started. So that gives Schmidt an only yeah. Schmidt doesn't deserve that shit. He lost the game in Boston. <laughs> nah, Schmidt yeah. deserves the loss. He he left the bases loaded. There wasn't really much Chapman could do tonight. Yeah, I but that it still doesn't matter. I mean, Chapman got the first out. At that point, you have two outs. Chapman Chapman still still can be one of the best closers if he actually executes. And really, when you think about it. The only thing the Yankees had to do was get a ground ball. You know, they they didn't need a strikeout. Like he could have thrown the ball over the plate. This this guy was 0 for 5 in this game. You really think he was gonna come through and like get a hit? Like, I mean, Chapman Chapman has a nasty splitter. He's got a sinker that he's added that hits a hundred, and he's still got a fastball. And yeah, he might have been hitting 95, but his 95 on his bad days are still better than some. Some guys ninety five on a good day. Not this season. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say not this year. Right. I don't know what I don't know what Yankees you've been watching this season, my guy. But you definitely. Been, I've been, been I've been watching the same Yankees, bro. And honestly, the pitching looks great. This offense uh, needs to start hitting with runners in scoring position. The, they're leaving. They're leaving a ton of people on base. And this is the reason why we're four and four and we're lucky enough to be four and four. And we're lucky that, you know, Oakland beat up on Tampa and, you know, we split the series with Toronto and, you know, we beat Boston twice. So, you know, we're very lucky that this division is, you know, close and it's only in April. So it's not, you know, it wouldn't be that bad if it wasn't right now anyways. Um, But, you know, you guys know as Yankee fans, you know, and, you know, as the Yankees play, the Yankees always do terrible in April. It's something that they've always been bad at. So it's not something that we can, like, really worry about. But, you know, they got another, you know, now that they're 0-1 on this road trip, you know, uh, they have the next 14 games 
that is probably one of their easiest stretches in their schedule in the entire year. And it's so on a great starting against is, Baltimore. It's yeah, hitting a great start. Sunday. Then they go to Detroit Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They come home to play the Guardians for a weekend series. Then they go and they play Baltimore again in the stadium. Yep, you and I. And then they go to Kansas City for three. Yeah, I'm going to be there on Friday and Sunday. Yeah. So they have 14 games left in this stretch before they hit up Toronto in Canada. And they have to win at least 11 of these games. Have to. These are teams that you should not be losing to. If you're the Yankees, if you're a team that should make the playoffs, wants to compete for the division because you still think that you have a chance, the pitching's there. The pitching has kept him in the game. Obviously, like we said, Cole hasn't looked great, but Cole gave him enough to keep him in every single game that they've been in. So it's not yeah. like... Yeah, I will give him that. Yeah, so... And then, obviously, you know, Look at Montgomery. Montgomery looked great today. Severino looked great. Nestor Cortez looked great. Tyon looks good. We we have the pitching, and then we have a bullpen that's really deep that if Boone just uses it the right way, it doesn't bring out all this Chapman runs and win these games. <laughs> but the problem is, is we actually have to score these people. They can't be sitting on second and third with nobody out and not touching home plate. Hear that, fucking Donaldson? Fucking swing the bat. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go into Donaldson. Let's go into some of the batters now. So let oh, let's God. go into the guys who aren't hot. And uh, Josh, say what's fucking say what's on Donaldson. your mind about Josh Donaldson to start the year. I, I, I'm just so glad the Yankees went younger and less injury prone by getting a 36 year old Josh Donaldson. Um, and it's proven to be the worst decision that they've ever made so far. Uh, it, I wouldn't say the worst in the last two games. There, oh, it's the worst. This dude no, fucking there, sucks dick. He sucks there dick. Have been, there have been so many yeah. worst decisions in the history of the Yankees. I'm, like not, I'm not talking about ever. I'm talking about, I'm talking about this offseason. This offseason, this was the worst decision they've made. It's coming to show. It's showing right now that it's the worst decision 100%. that they made. They should have just signed Carlos Correa. I miss Gio. I miss I miss Gary. I, I miss Gary. <laughs> yeah, I never thought I would have heard that. I never thought I would hear that from you. <laughs> yeah, I, I miss Gary. Like, I'd rather have Gary than this fuckstick. Like, he's, had, <laughs> he, he's had five strikeouts in the last two games. Like, yeah, I would say, you know, and you know, I told this to Chris already, but, you know, the one thing that uh, Donaldson reminds me of is uh, 2018 Stanton. Yeah, he told me oh, this already, God. and that's not going to happen because oh. the, diff- the difference in that is Josh Donaldson is Josh Donaldson and Giancarlo Stanton is fucking Giancarlo Stanton. But let me <laughs> let me say this. Let me say this to the people and to Mikey. Josh Donaldson had a great spring. 2018 Giancarlo Stanton, if you people don't remember, had a great, great spring. Sure Opening did. day 2018, Giancarlo Stanton hit not one, but two homers off of Jay Hay Hap in Toronto. Josh Donaldson, first opening day as a Yankee. Walk-off RBI single. For his only hit of the fucking game, but continue. All right. Well, let me, <laughs> let me continue. Because that doesn't matter. He won, he won us the game. 
He was a hero. Everyone barely. was loving him. <laughs> Fucking barely. Stanton, wait. Stanton hit two home runs on opening day. We won that game. He was the hero of that game. Then you know what happened? They both fell off. Stanton starts striking out three, four, five times a game. Couldn't play in the outfield. Couldn't fucking hit the ball for shit. Donaldson. He made that one nice play yesterday, the leaping grab. Other than that, though, he's made a couple, you know, bad plays at third. You know, has a couple errors. He went older. And he also can't swing the bat. You know, he's making loud contact on, you know, strike one, strike two. Then he's taking these pitches down the middle for strike three. He's swinging at pitches in the dirt. Bro, he's, he's doing exactly what Giancarlo Stanton did in 2018. But fans are going to get over it. They're going to boo him now. And then he's all all of a sudden going to have some type of insane hot streak. And every fan no. is going to dick ride him. No, nope. they're going to be like, oh, I happen. love Josh Donaldson. I never say anything it's not gonna, about it. It's not going to happen. Chris, 36. Chris, guess who's going to be the first person when Donaldson gets hot to say something? He's not going to get hot. He's 30 fucking six. You. You are going to be the first. You are going to be the first individual when he gets hot to say, "Oh my God, Donaldson is so good. Josh. I love him." No, you're going to no, be the first no, guy. No, I'm I'm on the Josh Donaldson Mayor of the Sun bandwagon right now. But if he does turn it around, I'm not going to say, "Oh, I love him." I'm just going to say, "Damn, you're impressed." I take it. I take back what I said. I'm not going to say I love him. I'm going to say, "Damn, okay, you've you've taken away the negative comments." You've erased them. Great. I, I feel like you always say this, and then you wind up doing the exact opposite, and it's what nope. I say. So. Nope, nope, nope. You can't start out this bad and get love from me later in the season if you do good. I'm sorry. You can't. Uh, I mean, that happened to you with Stanton, too. So, And it's probably going to happen to you with Aaron Hicks. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Aaron Hicks <laughs> is going to break his elbow next game. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. That's great to say. Um, really, apparently this season I'm great at speaking things into existence. You can ask Ian. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go let's go into the next guy who hasn't been so hot. Uh, he had a great game yesterday. Uh, yes, Isaiah Yes, um, sir. Obviously, the a, highly coveted top shortstop of the free agent class. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. We definitely needed him over Carlos Correa. Yeah, so you know this or is Trevor a guy Story. that the Yankees took for shortstop. Um, the only problem is is. You know, he's a gold glove third baseman, not a gold glove shortstop. Um, he's played pretty well. He's gotten a little more comfortable. You know, the end of that Toronto series was a really good sign because, you know, he was making some really nice plays, turning some double plays. You know, he got three hits in that last game. Um, so, you know, I hope this road trip does him well. I hope, you know, he's able to get, you know, a little bit of a hot streak. You know, the Yankees don't need him to hit home runs. They need him to get on base. They need him to hit out of that eight, nine hole, be able to flip that lineup over. And, you know, hopefully he can hit for like a 270 average. That would, that would be ideal. If he, if he can do that and he can play decent, you know, stellar defense at shortstop, you know, I think that's what the Yankees are really looking out for out of him. Because once next year comes, you know, he's probably not going to be starting. He's probably going to be more of like a utility role guy who's going to be, you know, moving around when guys need his days off and, you know, this and that. And, you know, we're either going to have Volpe ready, you know, for April or Peraza is going to be ready and he'll start the year there until Volpe is ready. 
Can we just talk about Volpe for a second? Not to like go off topic. Um, the last couple of games for him have been extremely rough. Yeah, I know. And it's all right. You know, until growing season, He'll you know, be he's, fine. Just, he's just starting in double A. So, you know, the competition gets a lot harder when you get to that level. Um, so, you know, it's not something that, you know, Yankee fans need to, you know, worry about. You know, the kid's going to be just fine. He's only 20 years old. And he's got a lot of time to develop. The Yankees don't want to rush him. So, you know, the Yankees aren't going to see him up in the major leagues this year. You know, I'm I'm thinking it's more of like a, a next year, like maybe even like a middle of next year project for the Yankees. Um, but, you know, let the kid do his thing. You know, it's a whole different league down there. You know, he's still growing and building and, you know, learning this game inside and out. So, you know, you just got to, you know, have the confidence in him, you know, have the confidence in the Yankees that they know that, you know, this kid is going to be the next big thing. And that's why they didn't go get a short top because they didn't want to block him. Um, And, you know, that's what I'm going to do. You know, I had a friend and, you know, Chris, you know, Jeremy now. So, you know, Jeremy got to play, you know, little league ball with Volpe for a couple seasons and, you know, even back then, you know, they were 12 years old and they knew this kid was going to be something. So, you know, now he's 20, he's in double A, he's having a little bit of a rough patch, but you know, it's early on. There's a a ton of baseball left to be played. He's going to get hot. He's going to have his up and downs, but you know, at some point we're going to see him and we're going to see the best of him. And we're also going to see the worst of him. You know, we got to be able to accept that we have to take both of those with every player that we have. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not out here saying that, oh, Volpe is going to be terrible. I just wanted to bring that up because you brought him up. And I, cause I saw it on Twitter earlier. He was like, oh, for God, what was it, 14 or eight? Or uh, oh, it was either eight Ks or it was 0 for eight with like five Ks or some shit. Yeah, no, and he'll, he'll snap out of it for sure. You know, every, every player goes through those rough patches and, you know, it, it it's definitely nerve wracking. You know, he's yep, just like your boy Josh Donaldson, right? <laughs> well, we'll see. Get hot. We'll see. Everything no. ties back to JD. He, Josh Donaldson, was a person that needs this road trip more than anyone. But honestly, he needs an off day. He hasn't, he hasn't sat out a single game yet. He's played every single game, whether it's at third base or DH. This guy needs to have a day off completely, where. You know, he could just hit the reset button, watch from the dugout, take a day off, you know. Yeah, because he'll be able to watch people. He'll be able to watch people take the first fucking pitch. Yeah, I think think Donaldson's (laughs) day off is going to be tomorrow. I think that makes the most sense. He's he's the only guy on the team, I think, besides Rizzo, who hasn't sat out a game yet. And obviously Rizzo's bat is hotter than Donaldson, so I think – I think Donaldson sits tomorrow. I think yeah, he's, Rizzo, uh, Judge, Stan. They need to play everybody. It's hotter than Donaldson. Yeah, I think I think you see Hicks, Hicks, Judge, and Gallo in the outfield tomorrow. Stanton back at DH. You got Glaber at second, Connor Fleffa at short. Donaldson's out, so you got DJ at third, Rizzo at first, and then you got you know whoever you want to catch. You could put Torino there again. You could put Higgy there. Whoever you really want. You know, just make the most of it. Not uh, DJ at third today was absolutely remarkable. Can we just comment on that? 
Yeah, DJ's DJ's a good player all around. Honestly, he has a he's a gold glove second baseman for a reason. He's not ever gonna win a gold glove at third or at first, but he has a really good glove. So, you know, it's good to have someone that you know you know you can trust at almost any single position. I don't think I would ever want to see DJ play at short. Um but you know, if 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 it came to that and he needed to be there for one game, you would take it. You know, if if you're going if you're going into a game, a big game that you need to win and you need to put out your best offensive lineup, you need to be able to get the towers in the outfield. You need to be able to get Glaber in that lineup in DJ. You need to have you still need to have Donaldson because on a good day, you know what Donaldson can do. You have Rizzo and you have Higgy. You need to be able to get all those guys into the lineup. And, you know, Aaron Hicks could possibly get in the lineup somewhere. Not that he would, but, you know, Aaron Hicks is still a guy who, you know, when healthy, can get on base a ton. When he makes contact with the ball, it's a little scary. You know, he's already grounded into, you know, probably like a league-leading amount of double plays. I swear to God, he grounds into like fucking two double plays every game. So he probably has already like 15 of those. He's already boarding the rocket because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Under the yeah, sun. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, Hicks is going to take some time. You know, obviously he hit the home run, which was good. But, you know, it's a long road for Aaron Hicks to, you know, get back into a groove because he hasn't been healthy. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. So, you know, for him, it's just, you know, getting the reps, getting the consistent at-bats. And, you know, at some point, you know, for all these players, you know, like I said before, the Volpe thing, it's going to click. And they're going to have these hot streaks. And then they're also going to have these times where they're not going to hit. And, you know, we've already seen that with so many players. I mean, look at Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo is the unluckiest player in baseball right now. The unluckiest player in baseball. He is... He has the highest exit velo of any player in baseball right now, the highest barrel rate, and the hardest contact rate of any yeah, player in the yeah. majors. Yeah, yeah he's, he's batting 188. Yeah, he's batting 188. He's, he's got 80% hard hit percentage, which is first in the league. His average exit velo is 100.1. 100, 100. Like, the, yeah. Uh, I, His numbers are there. On that. He just. He's just getting very unlucky and not finding grass. But honestly, right now, it's still April. It's still cold in New York. You know, it's still cold up here in the Northeast. So, you know, once it starts getting warmer, the ball's going to start traveling further. And if Gallo Gallo keeps the hard contact up, he's really going to start to hit these balls. And, you know, it could be, could be a really good year for him, I think. You know, he won the gold glove. He got that on Wednesday, you know. He still has a really good arm in the field. You know, so I think I think there's a lot to see. You know, we know what we're going to get out of Gallo. We know there's going to be a ton of strikeouts. We know there's going to be a ton of walks. It's just what does he do with the rest of the at-bats? You know, hopefully soon he starts to, you know, figure it out. And, you know, hopefully he can you know, start gaining some hits and, you know, gain some balls to, you know, dunk in for base hits and, you know, hit some out. But, uh, you know, overall this team, you know, looks pretty well you know the offense definitely could click a little more you know they can definitely use uh some base hits with runners on base and runners in scoring position but you're fucking preaching to the choir (laughs) 
Yeah, over overall, you got to give this team at least like a, a B thus far. You know, the pitching the pitching's been great. The offense, not so much. It's been very uh very iffy, but you know, they've definitely they've definitely had their moments already. You know, the the Judge Ridgel back to back homers were great. The Donaldson walk off was great. You know, Stanton has you know a couple homers this year already. You know. So they they definitely had their chances, you know. They just gotta, you know, they got they gotta make the most of their opportunities going forward. You know, they, yeah. they can't they can't let Jamo get the ball tomorrow, and you know Jamo's gonna probably pitch a great game against Baltimore. They don't have a good offense. You saw, yeah, they won today, and that's because the Yankees just couldn't put up runs. You know, Jamo's gonna go out there, and Jamo's gonna Jamo. He's probably gonna throw five six innings and. He's probably going to give up a run or two. You know, that's what you would expect out of your number four pitcher. But anything to, you know, anything to keep your team in the game. And, you know, the Yankees need to, you know, flip the page from tonight, go into tomorrow, and win this baseball game. Even up that series. You know, they okay. the last thing the Yankees want to do is uh, lose this series to Baltimore. That would definitely yeah, that, yeah, that would, would definitely not be good. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would that'll be a bummer stay. for sure. Um, but yeah, let's 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 talk about some good players now. We talked about some of the the rough guys to start. Um, let's talk about our two best hitters right now, Anthony Rizzo and John Carlos Stanton. Uh, Mikey, I want to hear your thoughts on Stanton thus far. Well, I want to see what you Stan. have to say about what do you think. You know. Stan. What do you think he's done good? What do you think he, uh, you know, might have done different to, you know, have this success in the start of the season? Because this is the first time since he's, you know, really come to New York that he's had, you know, a successful start. Yeah, his approach, I feel like he's being way more patient at the plate, waiting for his pitch. And then when he gets the pitch that he wants, he's taking complete advantage. It's all about his adjusted approach compared to last year. Swing happy, wasn't really focusing on taking the ball where it's pitched. He was trying to pull everything. This year, you could just see he really came in with the mentality of taking that relaxed approach and waiting for the ball, waiting for the game to come to him, basically. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's had had some really big swings and – you know, you definitely see that, like, right now he's really comfortable in the box. Like, you know, he's standing tall. You know, his his stance is closed. You know, he's getting – and he's pulling the ball. That's the biggest thing is, you know, he's not he's not trying to take the ball to left field, to center field. He's He knows where he's playing when he's playing in New York. And he's trying to drive that ball to right center. He knows it's not that far away. And, you know, that's what he's trying to do with every pitch is – you know, take it the other way, you know, being able to, you know, drive it out there. And, you know, if it gets out, it gets out. And, you know, I think the biggest thing, you know, from from him and Judge both, and, you know, they've said this, you know, time and time again is, you know, they're just – they're trying to hit line drives. They're not trying to – they're not trying to hit, you know, towering fly balls all the time. They're trying to just, you know, make hard contact and make solid contact with the ball. And if they do that, you know, at their size and, you know, the strength that they have, 
lot of the time when they hit these line drives and, you know, because of how hard they hit them, you know, they tend to go out. You know, so I, I, I think, I think we're going to see, you know, good seasons from judge. I think we're going to see good seasons from Stanton. I think both of them are being very patient at the plate. I think judge is being a little too patient and that's why we've seen, you know, uh, a lot, of, a lot of strikeouts early on from Judge, but uh, then again, when you when you see when Judge is on and you know he's he's getting those base knocks and everything, you know, he's finding the pitch that he wants, and it's a good sign, you know, for for the Yankees to see that you know him and Stan are on the right page. Um, you know, those those two guys are guys that you know are a vocal point for the Yankees, are guys that are gonna, you know really be the the X factors of whether or not the Yankees can, you know, get back to the promised land, get back to a World Series. You know, those are the guys that are going to have to lead that team. Um, you know, one of the other guys, you know, is going to be Anthony Rizzo. You know, he's one of the only guys on this team that has a World Series ring that knows what it's like to win it all. And he's had a, a monster start to the season. You know, he's – Saying everything, I think, I think he should be, you know, the new leadoff hitter. I love having him hit right in front of Judge. I don't like it the other way around when Judge hits second and Rizzo's third. So I think, uh, I think Donaldson needs to move down in the lineup. I think he needs to get taken out of that leadoff spot. And you either put Rizzo there, or you go back and you, uh, you put Lemayhu there. I think those are the only two guys that you can really considered now, you know, at that leadoff spot. Uh, and then, you know, you feel judging at number two, no doubt. You know, number three can be Donaldson. It could be Gallo. It could be, you know, Stan, whoever you want. Stan's probably going to be your four. You know, then you got, you know, your you got your Glabers and your Hicks and your Falefas. You, you write your catcher, you know, whether you want Higgy or Trevino or, you know, Rorvet when he comes back. You know, and they'll we'll figure out from there. But you know, Rizzo and Rizzo and DJ have to be the only two leadoff hitters that the Yankees have for the time being. I think uh I think a, a trip down the order, you know, for Donaldson will do him well. I think the leadoff thing is just getting to his head too much. He's trying too hard to just work the count. And you know, it's it's resulting in these, you know, you know, really bad counts for him, you know, oh two, one two. And then, you know, he's getting these tough pitches that he just can't lay off. And it's like Donaldson has never been a leadoff hitter in his career. I just don't understand why Boone wouldn't just stay yeah, with Don DJ at the top. Like, right. DJ yeah, I did find that odd. typical leadoff hitter. Yeah, Donaldson he is He knows a, how to work the count. He knows how to get on base. I don't understand why DJ was ever moved out of the leadoff spot. Yeah, and I mean, you could even you could even throw Aaron Hicks into the conversation because we saw it happen in spring training where he let off some games, and he was working 9, 10, 11 pitch at-bats. That's something that you want. You want a guy that's going to be up at the plate to start the game that is going to work a pitcher, that is going to make a pitcher throw his entire arsenal, everything that he has. So that by the time he gets to the second batter, the second batter has seen everything that he possibly can from this guy. 
So that he goes up there, he's confident. And even if the other guy didn't get on base, guess what? I know if this guy's got it today. I know what he's throwing. I know where he's at. Let's go and let's do some damage right away. So there are only three guys, you know, that can really go out there and, you know, be leadoff hitters is, you know, DJ Rizzo and Hicks. And, I, you know, I don't think Hicks is going to get a lot of spots up there, you know, because we haven't seen it once yet. It's only been Donaldson and Rizzo. Um, but I think for the time being, because LeMahieu doesn't have an everyday role, which is absolutely ridiculous, um, I think Rizzo needs to be your leadoff. You got Judge at two. Three, I think three is a perfect spot for Gallo. I think if you go lefty, righty, lefty, and then you go Stanton, Donaldson, and then you go Hicks, Glaber, Falefa, and your catcher, I think that's a much deeper lineup. And you get your lefties, you know, mixed in through the whole order. So you're split, you're splitting up those right-handers besides the bottom of the lineup. And you know, that's the only tough part of the Yankees lineup is like the bottom, the bottom isn't scary. You can miss, you can kind of mix and match it any way you want. But most of the time you see the first six guys and you're like, oh, that's a really solid lineup for the Yankees. But then you go to seven, eight, nine, and you see like names like Kiner Falefa and Higgy, Trevino, Hicks, like, you know, a lot of those guys aren't going to scare you. They're not, they're not guys that are like going to walk up there and blast, you know, a 400 foot homer every time they step up to the plate. No, they're not guys that are going to, you know, you know, blow your head off or anything. So, you know, it's kind of tough. It's not, it's not the best lineup in the world, but you know, the Yankees are definitely competing right now. So uh, yeah. And they're trying. I'm, I'm, I'm more interested right now about what's going to happen with Aaron Boone. You know, he got thrown out at the end of the game, and like the game was over. So like, is he, uh, is he going to be ejected for tomorrow's game? If so, like, you know, how is that going to affect the team and everything? But you got, you guys used to hear about like the have some fuck you, right? Uh, duh. Yeah. The Yankees the Yankees duh. haven't had that at all. Like, you know, they, they all talk about it. And they all they especially all talk about the fuck you attitude and like the you know, like you know, like we have that fire. We haven't seen that fire at all yet. Not yeah, one. the only fuck you that only fuck you I'm saying is when I'm watching Hicks ground do another double play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you got you guys got anything else? You know, I mean, we got we got a long, long series. You well, know, the Yankees I, finally have. I don't know. I, I don't. We didn't really talk about freaking Vladimir Guerrero, did we? No, we really didn't. I mean, we kind of we kind of did. I mean, we did. We talked. We talked magical. about his four hit game. We talked about the four strikeouts. You know, Vladdy is probably the front runner for MVP. If he does what he does best, and that's hit fastballs and just absolutely crush everything, he he could win MVP. I I think honestly, he probably should have gotten it last year 
The only reason Otani did was because he pitched a fully healthy year. But unless Otani unless Otani goes out there and wins MVP and Cy Young, Vladimir Guerrero has MVP in the bag this year. That's that's how much yeah, faith, that's hot how much faith I have in Vladimir Guerrero. That's how much faith I have in the Blue Jays. The Yankees are listen. The Yankees would need a miracle to win the AL East. I think the Blue Jays have it locked up this year. I know it's super early, so anything can happen. But they're definitely the front runners. You know, right now, you know the way Tampa's looking and the way Boston's looking. You know, the Yankees are around the same boat, so like there's a there's a big fight for uh, second place in the East, and you know the Yankees can you know. Keep their pitching consistent. Damn, no confidence in us getting first, huh? Well, I think I all the confidence here before I don't you think say it's out of the question, but I just want to let you know all, all of my confidence in the Yankees getting first place went out the window when Vladimir Guerrero's third fucking home run of the night went flying ten feet over my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That that that's that was the moment when I heard the ball spinning and I was like, oh God. <laughs> oh, is... <laughs> yeah, no, nah, Guerrero is uh Guerrero's a different species, bro. He's like I don't even know. He's not human though. Why yeah, why why are you saying he's not human? Huh? What? I mean, come on, bro. Like are you viewing him as a minority that's whoa, like whoa, not whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, don't don't bring that into the podcast. That's crazy. <laughs> not nah, so. I just want to say, I'm I mean, just saying honestly, like why are you doing that? I, I if if I could like I'll tip my cap real quick to to Vladdy cuz Oh, there, there's that Oh. A, there, oh. oh. Uh, when you let me finish, let me finish first, and then hold hold your thought. <laughs> there, there is no other first baseman, or maybe any other player in baseball, that is going to hit a homer in the first inning, then get his hand stepped on and cleated, start bleeding everywhere. Everyone thinks he's coming out of the game. He comes back, and then he hits another two homers. Leads his team to a win and makes the game-winning catch to end it. There's no one else that's doing that. No one else. Everyone else is just going to say, you know what? It's April. It's the beginning of the year. I'm going to just sit out the rest of the game. Vladdy thought of his teammates over himself, and that's what a true leader does. A true leader won't sit out on his teammates. He won't give up for his teammates. He's going to make sure that he does everything that he needs to. For this team to win, because it doesn't matter Kyrie if the game is in April, May, July, October, it does not matter. Look at this fucker in the screen. You fucking suck, bro. But yeah, it no, doesn't but, matter so if it's April. Course. It doesn't matter if it's October. Every game matters, no matter what. And we saw that with the Yankees year in and year out, where they lose these games. And, you know, I was looking at Twitter earlier. The Yankees lost three times to the Baltimore Orioles in September last year. Those three games cost the Yankees a chance at the wild card being in New York over Boston. They just needed one more. If they have won just one of those three other games, 
they would have had the wild card in New York. It could have been a completely different story for the Yankees last postseason. So this is an ugly start to lose to Baltimore, especially after you take you took two out of three from Boston. Boston's a pretty good damn team. They have a great lineup. Then you split a series with probably the best team in the American League right now on paper. And then you come into Baltimore. You score one fucking run against Jordan Lyles. Jordan fucking Lyles. And Aroldis Chapman walks his fourth consecutive batter face. You cannot fucking tell me that this is good. Oh, it's far from it. Far from it. That's the like, I I I want to I want to go down to New York City or you know what they're not in New York City right now they're in Baltimore. Who wants to take a five hour road trip to where the Yankees are staying, and just ask a world as Chapman to stick his head out the window and we can shit on him from the top of the roof? Hey yo, <laughs> this man is fucking sus, oh, man. Bro. So to change course hey. from that fuckery. Hey, <laughs> talk about I don't know the decision what that... to pull Clayton and Kershaw from a perfect game. What? Can we talk about the decision to pull Clayton Kershaw from a perfect game? Yeah, we can. We can. We can. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're kind of wrapping things up with the Yankees. You know, they 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 got a long road trip ahead of them. So, yeah, I'm getting seasonal depression talking about how Chapman keeps blowing fucking yeah. games. Yeah. So I mean, that's just Chapman. I, I don't like the Kershaw move. I think Dave Roberts is a pussy for that. I think he should have left him in the game. He was at 80 pitches. Kershaw has a no-hitter in his career, but does not have a perfect game. There have only been 23 23. perfect games in MLB history, and you're going to take Clayton Kershaw out because of a shortened spring when he has a chance to – so, like, Clay Kershaw's a Hall of Famer, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. Like, he's a first battle Hall of Famer. But if he had thrown that perfect game, that solidifies it even more. That literally puts him at, like, the pedestal of, like, Clayton Kershaw could be one of the best pitchers of all time if he did that. Uh, but my my only gripe about that sentence that you just said was, oh, yeah, he's already a first battle Hall of Famer. So the fact that they took him out and didn't give him his perfect game, what does that make a difference to you? It does though. Yes. It does because if he had that perfect game, he'd go like he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like the vote the voters are gonna vote him in. Like he needs 75% of voters to get in. He's gonna do that in year one. But I'm saying for him to be considered to be in one of the greatest pitchers all time. He really did need – he needed that. He really did. Like, he's Watch, got he's going to go out and do it again next game. Just, and they try to take him out, he's going to object it. <laughs> He'll be like, no, I'm <laughs> I mean, I think, I think at this point in Kershaw's career, he's been around for so long, he should have had the, he should have had the decision over, over Dave Roberts. He should have been the one to call the shots. And, you know, I think if I was him, I would have given it a shot. Who cares if you then give up a hit? Then at least you tried. At least you gave it's it the a eighth chance. inning. If you get your first hit in the eighth inning, fuck it. <laughs> That's right. what I'm saying. Who cares then? You guys are still winning 7-0 at that point. Go out there. If you give up a hit, then 
you know, get taken you out of the game. But, uh, damn, go out there and give it a shot. Like you have a chance, you have a chance to solidify your name and maybe be, you know, one of the best pitchers in this era, which he is. But he had the chance to be the guy, like the best pitcher that we've seen in the two in the twenty first century. And that right there, you know, they were up seven nothing, bro. They were not going to lose that game to the Twins. They were not. They weren't going to lose. So why did it matter if Kershaw went out there and had to throw another 40 pitches to get it? Who the fuck cares, bro? Let it happen. It's baseball. You know how great that would have been with the lockout and not knowing if Kershaw was going to come back to the Dodgers, go to the Rangers, or retire? Then he comes back in the second game that he throws back as a Dodger. He throws a perfect game. Like it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't get any more like crazy than this, bro. Like, you know, you you had so much on the line here, bro. You had Clay Kershaw could have thrown a perfect game this year. You have other things that are going to happen this year. Miguel Cabrera is about to reach three thousand hits. Five away. might reach seven hundred career homers this year. Verlander might reach a milestone this year of like I think it's like. 3,000 innings pitched or something. You know, you got all these things. You know, Nelson Cruz just hit career number 450 for his homer, you know, last week. You know, there are so many things that are going on here. And it's just like, bro, Kershaw could have been added to that list. He only needed six more outs. And the way that he was dealing it felt like they were going to give him the chance, and I can't believe they didn't. I'm really disappointed in the Dodgers. I, I can, it I, I can believe, I, I believe it. I, 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 I could sort of see it coming, just because he's at that point in his career where, let's just say, I don't say care. He, I don't care. They let that. Zach Greinke go. He, yeah. Well, then again, he, Zach Grank. Yeah, that. Zach Greinke's not Clayton Kershaw, bro. Yeah, but still, he's that at the point in his career yeah, where it's but, like uh, one. Mike, you're the one I wanted to talk about this. Sorry, sorry that I went on tyrant. What What was your uh, opinion on you... it? I mean, I definitely feel like it was a stupid move to take him out. You, of course, you have to give him a chance at history. Like it's a perfect game. There's only been, like you said, twenty three of those in history, and you're gonna take him out without giving him his fair shot. Like, he had those Twins hitters in a trance. They couldn't figure him out at all. So, in my honest opinion, it may be bold, and, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. but I really do feel like Clayton Kershaw would have thrown a perfect game because I was watching that game at work, and he was just in a fucking zone that I haven't seen since he, throw that, since he threw the no-hitter. I feel like he would have thrown that perfect game. He faced 21 batters. He struck out 13 of 13. them. 13. That's 62% of the batters that he faced. Quick math. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did, on my cal- I did on my calculator when you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> quick maths. Yeah, 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 quick maths, quick maths. No, nah, but, uh, yeah, it, it's tough, man, because, like, especially in a shortened spring, if you gave him the chance to do that and he did it, 
ain't no other pitcher can complain about there being a shortened spring, bro. Right. Like, it, it, is Garrett, it's just is tough because it's like that is going to be something that fans are going to talk about all year now. Because now, let's just say, you know, Kershaw's had his fair share of injuries. If this is if this is really it, and Kershaw's only like thirty three or thirty four, he's not he's not that old. But if this is it for Clayton Kershaw, like if this is the final year, then what the fuck were you thinking, Dave Roberts? What were you thinking to stop this man from from making history? He's thinking about being a fucking meathead. Yeah. And uh yeah, before we go, you know, that that was it, that was a good thing to talk about. I like that. I like that. What what else was there? Uh, there was a there was a lot that happened in this first week of baseball. The the Gary Sanchez uh, not walk off homer and he bat flipped and then there was he, a fly out. Flew oh, out. Yeah, in typical Gary fashion. What, what about the Stanton okay. one the other night? But then you know you know two days later he then hit a he hit a grand slam to the upper deck. So I mean. You know, don't know yeah. where that was ever in New York, but so how about Stanton? Uh, his foot away from getting the game tying run because he fucking ripped the ball. Yeah, you and know, it's how tough about John Sterling's gaff of a call again? Yeah, it's tough <laughs> because I mean, you know, in that game, you know, Judge Judge and Rizzo like brought us back to life. DJ tied it. You know, Glaber added some sprinkles to the ice cream, and then Stanton, you know, just missed adding the cherry on top. You know, it would have been, it would have been, it would have been really been something else, you know, if, it kinda if that ball had half, gotten out. It kind of would have been half of a cherry because it would only, only have been a tied game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> can, can, can we just, can we just speak on uh, John Sterling's call and how he, it fucked, is her. It how is he her. fucked up again it and said gone, that it was gone? But caught. <laughs> oh my god! I think I think John. I think Sterling, it's time for him to retire. Yeah, I think I think I think he's starting to see things. I think he's hallucinating a little bit. Yeah, he's got the Biden brain going. <laughs> I think I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I think uh, he's uh, he's looking back to like a Rod. I think he's stuck in two thousand eight. Oh God! But uh, I mean, shit. The gas prices are the same. So fuck it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the 161 boys. Aroldis Chapman has entered the sun. Yeah. <laughs> he entered and the sun Josh a long Donaldson time ago. will make an appearance. Aroldis Chapman is the uh, the first member of the, the 161 boys annual sun. Did not, did not expect that to be him. I was expecting it to be more of like a Aaron Hicks or Joey Gallo or something. Yeah, they were even saying it on one of their episodes before the season that they thought it was going to be Hicks too because I thought he was going to get hurt like April 9th. Yep. And it is a Roldis Chapman. So it's bad. That's bad. Yeah, what? Was there anything else big that happened in the first week in baseball? There definitely was, and I'm just like blanking right now. Uh, oh, pod, the Padres. They had two starters back-to-back days going for no hitters, and they pulled them, and then they lost. 
You Darvish went six no hit innings. They pulled him. They got walked off. Shaman I went seven. They pulled him. And then, you know, I think they wound up winning that game. I think I think they still won, but they definitely they definitely came close to choking again. But uh yeah, what a what a big uh, what a big slap in the face to Brian Cashman and the Yankees that Sean Manaya gave him when he goes over to San Diego and throws seven no-hit innings in his first start. Healy just took his dick out and told Brian Cashman to shove it in his mouth. Hey, yeah. yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like, hey, oh, man, like, like dude, I, I don't know what the Yankees are going to do, man. Like, I mean, the pitching's been good. So, like, I'm not, I'm not mad. But it's like for what San Diego gave up to get Shamanaya, and the Yankees could have had that. Man, like you could have had, you could have, you could have had Cole, Sevi, Manaya, Monty, and Cortez. Like you could have told, I, I don't know, I don't know what the rotation would have looked like, but I feel like they would have told Jamo to kick rocks, just because of how nasty Nestor Cortez is. Bearing the name Nasty Nestor. That dude is nasty. He, he sure is. Uh, let's let's end off with this. So we have a now now we have fourteen games until that Toronto series in in Toronto, right? What what do you think over those next fourteen games? How many games do you think the Yankees have to win? All of them. Ten. All of them. Ten. All of them. Chris says all of them. I think 11. I think if the Yankees can end this road trip 11 and four, well, it's not a full road trip, but it's, you know, and let's say, let's just say this, it ends the calendar month pretty much. You, know, you end like the first month of baseball. If they can win the 11 of these next, yeah, 11 of these next 14 games, or even 10, like Mikey said, 10 of the next 14. That's good. That's good. Like we'll take that. That's that's something that that's something that I'll take. But you didn't. Yeah, you, you already lost the first game to Baltimore. So now the sweep is out of the question. You got to go in there tomorrow, win, because you can't lose the series to Baltimore. That just looks terrible if you do that. Right. Then after this, you go to Detroit. You know, Detroit's a better team than they were last year, but they're still not great. You should be able to win that series. Then you play Cleveland, who, you know, Cleveland has great pitching. So if the Yankees don't win that series, it's not the biggest loss in the world. But then again, they have absolutely no hitting, like no consistent bats outside of Jose Ramirez. They have that, they have that. You know, rookie kid that came up that, you know, reached base like his first like 18 times and it was incredible. But he's not going to stay like that all year. And then who else do they have other than that? They have a washed up from El Reyes. They have Ahmed Rosario, who is a, I don't even know, a, wanna, a wannabe Francisco Lindor. Like, I, I, I don't know, guys. Like, I mean, you know, the Yankees have such an Easy, easy schedule these next two weeks. And I'm not even sure if we can really write them down for double-digit wins just because of how inconsistent the bats are. 
if yeah, the bats figure it out in the next like three games or so, let's let's say the bats figure it out. Let's say we win the next few games of Baltimore, and then we go into Detroit and absolutely mash and we sweep Detroit. Then I'll be way more confident. We can come back on here, and we can talk about winning, you know, ten or more games on this on this stretch. I hope so, man. I really do. Right. But yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah. So let's get out of the depressing. Hopefully, like yep. not. Let's just get out of the realm of depressing and just yeah. Let's let's do one more thing. While while we can my seasonal depression. While we can, and I'm a I'm a post this I'm a post this segment on our channel. Who is who is gonna be the Yankees MVP of this year? Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. I'm going. I'm. I'm going with the starter who pitched yesterday. I'm going Luis Severino. I think he's going to win like 15 games this year, guys. If he, bro, if he can, if he can do that every time he goes out and just give us five innings and look like that, bro, the bullpen comes. Congratulations, in. Down game. You, you, you completely just ruined any chance of that happening. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Thanks, him on Ian. there. And I'll put Anthony Rizzo on there too, because Anthony Rizzo has been holding it down all year already. And he just tore and, his ACL. So and good everyone, job. everybody wrote him <laughs> off. Everyone wanted Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson. And look, motherfucker, you were one of those people that wanted Olson and Freeman. <laughs> My God. Now you Not got a Rizzo jersey. Now this. When this Anthony, was so Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo and bring yeah. we, let's, we, we could literally. If An- Anthony Rizzo is going to drive in the most bro. runs for the Yankees this year. If we had an editor, I, I would disagree with that. If we had, what? A legi- I disagree with Rizzo driving in the most runs. No, he's going to have the I most opportunities. Gonna fucking, nah, I think Stanton is going to fucking. I think Stanton's going to clobber some runs in. No, let yeah. me just he, say this. I think Rizzo's going to have the most opportunities, so that's what I'm going to go with. Riz- if Ian, I need to just call you out here. Uh, we could go back to almost every episode during the lockout. Episode and six. I can, we can count how many times you said the words Matt Olson and Yankees in the same sentence. We can, we can, we can. That doesn't mean that I don't love Rizzo, though. So, so get off Rizzo's dick, you Matt Olson fan. <laughs> No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay on it because I like it a lot. Hey, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> on that note, boys, I think yo, we need to end. Nah, this yeah, so that's about the third. Yeah, we're, we're about to see Ian That's turn the to a third homosexual room. innuendo this season. So, so let's go through this again. So, <laughs> oh my god, right. I can't. I'm going. Let, let's go with this. Pick one pitcher and one batter. Mine, it. I'm taking Sevy and Rizzo. So y'all can't have either or. I'm going Cortez and Judge. Okay. I'm taking Stanton and Cole. All right, I'm not wait. picking Cole. I don't have any That's confidence. Fire. That's fire. I like I like those picks. And I love that. I love that. You know, no, no one picked Donaldson, so that's good. Exactly. You, you really think I'm gonna pick Donaldson's <laughs> bitch ass? He comes up there. If he can yeah, get more, if I mean, he can get in his average above two seventy five by the end of the year, then I won't. Talk shit. I mean, it's a long season, dude. We Can have I, we have over 150 I, I games won't. left. Relax. If we got Donaldson s- hits above 275 this year, I'll buy all three of us Donaldson jerseys. 
All right, I'm definitely you clipping that. I'm definitely clipping that. Cause, but there's no way that's happening. If he hit 275, exactly. I would. If he hits 275 by the end of this year, you're buying Donaldson jerseys, and I will buy the three of us the first round of playoff tickets. All right, Chris, what's your bold take if Donaldson hits 275? Me and Ian both went out on a limb. All right, you're so up. If Donaldson gets over 275, well, you did tickets. You did. I, so, I what else am I going to do? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy you all food at that playoff game on me. <laughs> oh, I'm racking you up for mad food. Oh, fuck oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> Dude, Honestly, I, I was going to I was gonna say because, like, your thing says Donaldson sucks dick. I was going to say if Donaldson does that. How about this, Chris? If Donaldson wins MVP. I swear, if you mention his dick, I'll, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> if Donaldson wins MVP, Chris, you have to run onto the field and you have to kneel down in front of Donaldson and say that you love him. Well, the thing is, I you know, or if I didn't, or at least I, at least call Ian, him. Can you like you let to, me speak? You have to find some way to get in contact with Josh Donaldson and tell him that you love him. So I actually value my um, current status of not being banned from Yankee Stadium for life. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not running onto the field ever. So, um, so we'll do it this way: if Donaldson somehow was to win MVP. Or be the or or be the best have like the best stats of the Yankees by the end of this year. You have to write him like a whole story and like send him a DM on Instagram of how you're the biggest fan and how you've been with him <laughs> since he's been drafted and like <laughs> like you have to like Literally suck up. Why? So lie to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I could do that. Motherfucker lie. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. All right, wait, wait, wait. So yeah. So yeah, if Donaldson hits 275. Yeah, yeah, that would be I'm oh, supplying man. the jerseys. Ian's getting us tickets to the playoff game. And then Chris is buying us unlimited food at said game. Hey, 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 yo, 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 <laughs> unlimited I food. I, I, I love it. I, I love it. The keyword is unlimited. Listen, you fat asses. I didn't say unlimited. <laughs> All right. Oh. Chris it's is the one thing limited. <laughs> the, one, the one thing that is LaBelle, not unlimited LaBelle's is my fucking bank account. Is what I'm here. <laughs> And the he said the foster? one thing that's oh, not unlimited is my fucking bank account. <laughs> Yo, Chris, you better, Chris, you better start working more overtime, buddy. Because Donaldson yeah. is about to hear this, and he's going to go off and hit two seventy five this year, bro. I swear dot. to God, if if Josh right, Donaldson yeah, wait, wait, wait. Is sitting, if Josh Donaldson is sitting up cooped up in his hotel room in Baltimore right now, listening to this podcast, I will send each of you guys a hundred dollars. Okay. <laughs> like let's end this off here and let's make this official <laughs> official. If Donaldson hits exactly 275, does that cash it? Does that mean that we all do it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 275 cool, cool, cool. on the button is cash. Bet. All right. I love it. I love it. That's this is great. This is great. So we're gonna end it here. We you guys you guys know our picks for the season now. 
You guys know who our MVPs are, pitcher-wise, hitter-wise, all of that. Obviously, you know, the recap, you know, of the Toronto series, Yankees just fucking lost to the Baltimore Orioles, which is absolutely fucking pathetic. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back on here sometime next week, probably at the end of the Detroit series on Wednesday. Um, if you guys don't follow us on any of our social media, it's all at the Pinstripe Pals with a dot in the middle. So pinstripe.pals. You guys can listen to us anywhere that you guys can find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, you know, wherever the fuck you want. I don't care. Just as long as you find us, that's all that matters. Um, and try to subscribe to our YouTube. Zoom is definitely uh, decent for filming, but it's definitely not, you know, the best. Uh, we would love to start going live on YouTube, getting some streams up. So if you guys can please give us, you know, a subscribe subscription you know please subscribe to our channel that would be absolutely awesome and yeah we'll we'll keep you guys updated on the on the podcast page you know we're definitely trying to get to 300 followers soon to give you guys those free tickets so let's just make sure we keep racking it up you know keep that number going up and you know sooner or later we'll get those tickets out but we want to have them out as soon as possible so anyone you know friends family your neighbor's dog your guinea pig you know, the, the butt hair on your back. I don't know. I have everyone follow us and, you know, we'll, we'll see you guys on Wednesday. And oh, you're um, still Mike, thanks, you know, thanks for coming on as always. And you know, no. hopefully this is a, a more reoccurring thing throughout the season. Yeah, oh, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna end up having to change the logo. We're gonna have to like get you in the freaking cartoon and as our logo now. Yeah, probably. Absolutely. Like I, it. I'm shit. If I could get a permanent role and be a pinstripe pal, I'm with it. Heard it. Here we it. go. Heard that it. That might have to be a move, Mikey. All right, guys. See you guys Wednesday after the Detroit series. Actually, sorry, Thursday. Thursday. The Yankees have an off day on Monday, so. Next Thursday, that's where we're looking for the next podcast to be. Unless something bizarre happens before then, then we'll come on. We'll do something short. But next full podcast episode, Thursday after the Detroit series. Your boys are out. Let's go, Yankees. Peace. Peace.